Hello everyone, this is Kenya at My Magical Cottagecore Life. Welcome back friends, I've been gone for a few days, but I am definitely back and I am popping because spring is popping and if you look around, you'll see that there's little yellow flowers that are popping. The ramsons are good, that's spare garlic, and the trout lilies are blooming, and the trillium is going, but there's little things in life that sometimes we don't notice, and they're very important, and they can be special. And today we're going to talk about something else out there that's popping, and it's special, and it's a little thing, but once you discover it, you'll find that it enriches your life because little things enrich our lives. And today we're going to be talking about yellow wood sorrel or common wood sorrel or yellow common wood sorrel. There's so many ways that people call it um, different names and folk names and we're going to get into that. But for most of this episode, I'll be referring to it as common wood sorrel or common sorrel but or wood sorrel, but it really is yellow wood sorrel. Okay, and we're going to talk about how important it is to know the Latin later, but take out your book of stuff, go to the herb section and the salad section and the foraging section, but just get get all the things, get all the things, get all the things, because we're going to have a great time with this one today. And you're, you're probably going to be able to find it on the edges of your lawn or in abandoned fields. So you're really going to want to you know, take notes on this one because it's a tasty plant. It's a tiny plant. Well, not super tiny. It get a little tall. But it is definitely one of the little things that make life worth living. Let's get started. So when you look for this plant, you're definitely going to look around anywhere where there's overgrown grass or a lot of clover so basically fields but you can also find it in your backyard this plant doesn't get very tall at all and it's one of the little plants that your parent may or may not you know it depends on your experience they may or may not had to have stopped you from eating the tiny little pots because they didn't know what they were but if you're lucky your parents didn't do that and they did know what it was and they did tell you you could munch on them they're really tasty they taste kind of like a little lemony a little tart a little green and they're perky and they're really fun to snack on and you can add them to salads so it's one of those things that if you're foraging you want to make sure you identify it properly but if you are foraging it is a great thing to be able to pull up and just put on a salad uh, during your picnic or to just snack on as you're walking down the trail. But keep in mind, like anything else, if you have a dog, you can see if the dog is sniffing to it and if they want to pee on it. And if the dog does, that's probably because it's marking where another dog did and you don't want to eat that one, that patch. I always tell people keep a little vinegar and water bottle uh, with them just in case they want to wash off a plant and they're not sure if they're going to be 
foraging um, in an area that's not frequented by wildlife. So it was just a thought, just a thought, you know, I, I can't tell you what to do. Or even baking soda and water in a bottle of water in case you don't want to um, use the vinegar taste. And use reusable bottled waters, just a thought, to wash off your plants when you forage. Okay, let's go to the next part. So for my herbalists who may be listening here, or the amateur herbalists, or people who just like to do things with green stuff, there's something else you might be interested in, and that is that wood sorrel, common wood sorrel, has medicinal uses. And as always, I want to point out that I am not a doctor, I am not a naturopath with a certification, I can't tell you what to do, and you should always check with a professional before you start trying to use remedies and shove things in your mouth. You don't know what the contraindications may be, so make sure you read up on it and ask someone who knows before you start using anything as a medicine. Find someone who can tell you if it's for you. And there's my cat scratching at the bed. Hello, Fluffy. Will you meow for the people today? You want to meow? No? Okay then. Alright, so it can be used if you're treating something like indigestion or heartburn. And I've heard it's good for liver problems, but I haven't tried it. But this comes down to making an infusion more so than a decoction because it's a very small, very light plant. And they usually uh, go with two teaspoons a day. But again, you need to make sure before you do anything and put anything in your mouth, you know what you're doing and that it is safe for you. So let's move on to the next thing. So there is this whole thing about it being astringent. Remember I told you it's a little bit tart, a little lemony? Well, it can be used to help with boils and other things of that nature that need an astringent kind of property. Also, you can make an astringent out of it. I haven't done it myself because the last time that I made an astringent was, I want to say closer to fall, but... I do recommend you looking into whether or not this might be something you would be interested in. Especially my younger people who may have skin eruptions and things like that. If you're already using a commercial or prescription uh, skin treatment, then of course don't add an additional factor without talking to whoever you have a prescription from. But if you're not, then this might be something to try. And you can easily make an astringent just out of alcohol and the plant. I prefer to use witch hazel. Uh, Usually I make it about 40% plant material and 60% witch hazel. I mean the commercial witch, witch hazel that's already prepared in a bottle. If you want it to be particularly strong, you can also make it almost... 80% plant material in the jar by volume and then just really pour in the witch hazel to where it's completely saturated and then you would let it sit in the dark for a few weeks shaking it up every couple days and then you've got a really nice uh, astringent based on wood sorrel but again 
not a doctor, I'm not an herbalist, so your results may vary, but it's an interesting experiment to try, and I do intend on trying it, as we are definitely finally in Michigan spring. Now I did mention going out into the woods, the Victorians used to call it tramping through the woods, and how you could forage this particular plant. But you can also just grab this plant and take it with you. And the reason you would do that is because you're not the only one that might be tramping through the woods or flying through the woods. I'm referring, of course, to our buzzy little friends, especially when you're near water. And those little friends are called mosquitoes and other insects. They may decide that you look like lunch while you're eating your lunch, and now we have a situation. But, uh, apparently, the common belief is that using these uh, crushed little pieces from the leaves or the pods, or I'm, I haven't heard of the flowers doing it, uh, of the wood sorrel, is good and effective at helping soothe bug bites. Whether or not it will deter them from biting you in the first place, I can't say that's true, but they are supposed to be good in treating them. If you're around plantain and you see the plantain and you see those three little spires on that particular fat leaf one, that broad leaf one, you can start eating those seed spires. And I was taught that eating those throughout the year will help deter mosquitoes. Now, whether or not that's true I did try it and it seemed to work a little better but you know again this is completely something you can try on your own so you could eat a little wood sorrel and maybe pack some for later if you have little pests bothering you with little bites oh and by the way I hope you like the music today the song we are playing is a little sun and it's by Kevin McLeod of Compatech.com. So, thank you so much. I want to give big shout and big thanks to Kevin. Thank you so much. So, let's go on to the next portion. Now, I want to take a moment to be specific because I'm using a common name here, and I do urge people to try to use the Latin names when looking for plants. So I'm calling it common sorrel or wood sorrel, but in actuality, this is yellow wood sorrel that has a yellow flower. And the Latin name is Oxalis stricta. So again, this is yellow wood sorrel or common sorrel or yellow common wood sorrel, Oxalis stricta. I want you to know the right name for the right plant. I want you to get into the habit of learning the Latin name because sometimes there are imposter plants. Cue the weird noise of the wow wow. Okay, I can't do it. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't do it. My husband watches uh, that. My daughter watches it. I, I just, I can't do it. I, I can't play the video game. So, but you know, wah, wah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to stop making a wah, wah. No, no more, no, no more wah, wah noise. Okay. But you get what I'm saying. You have plants that are like imposter plants and they will fool you because they look like them. So I want you to know the difference. And when you're speaking to other people, 
I want to make sure you're talking about the same plants together because you may share your knowledge with someone else and they run with it and they're looking for the wrong plant and that's how people get hurt okay all right so enough fussing about that let's get to something else that's exciting So let's look a little bit into something fun, something that will appeal to people who like, uh, you know, the whimsical, if you want to say it that way. And that is the common belief that you can see the little people or the kindly ones or the good folk when you are using yellow wood sorrel. Now, I want to be sure and let you know that I'm talking about fairies. Don't go looking for them unless you know what you're doing, and I promise you, you probably don't. We use the nice names for them because we don't want to attract their attention in a negative way, if you believe in them. Just understand that they are not something to hunt lightly, so tread with caution, but yes, this particular plant is supposed to be one of the ones that helps you to be in proximity and see them. So proceed at your own risk. Uh, don't spy on them. Uh, it will not end well. And there are many songs and stories about what happens to unwary mortals who stumble upon a fairy gathering. Now, there is another plant that people call yellow wood sorrow, and this is where we get into those problems with common names, that is not, is not the same plant. It's called sour grass in general, but it is also called yellow wood sorrel too. That's why folk names are not reliable. That's why it's so important to know the name, the Latin name of the plant you're looking at because it too is associated with the kindly ones. It too is associated with growing uh, in the tall, in the, like the, the overgrown grasses and you can forage it. The flower is a lot larger. It doesn't look the same at all. But if you didn't know any better and someone was describing it and didn't get really into it and just told you the common name, you could definitely make a mistake. So, always, always make sure you know the plant that you're gathering here in Michigan we do have a wildflower wild, white I can't talk a wildflower identification uh, aid in many of the sites online as the DNR has a site where it shows you the different plants of Michigan as well as invasive species so that can be a help as well a good field guide is a help and definitely someone who forages. We have foraging groups, we really do, on Facebook here in Michigan. So maybe check them out and they'll help you identify them properly. Okay? And I guess there's one more thing. So I'd like to add a little something to our episode today regarding another episode where I taught you how to make a gnome box. So if you've made a gnome box, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you can go back and see what I'm talking about. Okay? And I would also 
direct you to the episode about herbariums. And those things are going to be relevant because, all right, so even though the little yellow flower is really associated with Venus, it to me is more sunshiny than anything else. And if I were going to make a gnome box and I were going to perhaps incorporate an herbarium in my area where the gnome box was, I probably would use those yellow flowers to represent the sun or sunlight and probably would put them wherever the little sun images would be inside of the gnome box or in an herbarium because they're very sunshiny. And this plant has vitamin C. Also, I want to make a correction. The song that we're using for today's episode is Adding Some Sun. Well, actually, that's not right either. The actual real name even though the song is adding some sun to our episode, is adding the sun. So I I wanted to make sure that we are giving Kevin McLeod the right credit. And I don't remember if I said it correctly or not, because I do my episodes as a stream of consciousness kind of thing. So I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. Okay. All right. So I would definitely add this yellow flower to my gnome box I really would and um, you know it's up to you if you do or not but I think it would be cute and I definitely would probably put it around sunstones if I gathered some of those too or goldstone but it's up to you And that last thing is to say goodbye. We've come to the end of our episode about common sorrel, or specifically yellow wood sorrel. Common wood sorrel, yellow common wood sorrel. And we've learned a lot together. We've learned it's tasty. We've learned it's perky. We've learned it can be used in treating uh, maladies and ailments in the body. Uh, Again, always get guidance. Don't just run off shoving things into your mouth or onto your body or even into your body without some guidance, okay? We've learned a little bit on how to identify it. We've learned where it grows. We've learned uses for it. We've kind of made friends with it and we've learned how important it is to have the, the real name of it, the Latin name, so we don't confuse it with others. You know... The Oxalis family is huge, huge, so we don't want to just grab whatever. Um, It is popping right now, so that's a good thing, and it's all over Detroit, and it's all over Southeast Michigan. People just have to see it. It's always around. You just have to see it, but again, it's got cousins that look like it, so make sure you've got the right one. I'm not saying the cousins aren't edible. I'm just saying we're just talking about this one today, you know? And we want to stay focused and stay safe. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, uh, check out some more of the other ones on this platform and on others. And you can also find my episodes posted on my Facebook page called My Magical Cottagecore Life. As well as some discussion in the group associated with that page called Our Shire. It's their Magical Cottagecore Shire. And I'm going to try to put that picture up today. And as always, I had a great time sharing this with you. And I love sharing things with my friends. And we're friends, right? So until next time, I'll see you then.